Hello out there. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome to the Man Cave Huddle. I'm your host, Greg. Usually I tell you what's going on, but I'm just so excited. I want to get right into it. I want to talk about my favorite sport, which is the NFL football. National Football League. I know some people like to call it the No Fun League, but I call it the National Football League. Now, I could go in a whole bunch of different directions. We could talk about Jay-Z being appointed. uh, I should say Jay-Z, but Rock Nation, a company that Jay-Z owns, will be in charge of halftime entertainment of the Super Bowl. And Jay-Z is going to work on social justice initiatives within the NFL. Now, I know a lot of people feel like and have voiced their opinion whether or not Jay-Z is doing this for the right causes or is this just a money grab. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I really want to talk about is the New York football giants, everyone. Big blue for all my real fans out there. This episode is the training camp breakdown where I'm going to break down each position group, in my opinion, And I'm going to give you the schedule and where I feel the Giants will fare. Now, let's start off first with the group that is probably the one that everybody knows the most, the quarterbacks. Eli Manning, starting quarterback, coming into the league. How much more does he have left in the tank? Does he flop on day one? But he's been looking good in preseason as well as camp. Now, do we want... Eli Manning to play well because if he does and I'm talking well to where he's putting up impressive numbers could that lead to a new do the Giants entertain a new deal for Eli does that mean putting off moving on with Daniel Jones who they drafted with the sixth pick overall from the University of Duke at quarterback I mean or Is it a situation where it needs to get a hell of a lot worse before it gets better with Eli? Because let's keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers sat for a couple years behind Brett Favre. And we all know what Eli can do. But with Daniel Jones in his preseason, I know it's been against the backups. But he's proved playing quarterback at Duke and being drafted as high as number six, first quarterback overall. I'm sorry, I take that back. Second quarterback overall. Kyler Murray went number one overall in the draft. Second quarterback taken in the draft. He's proved that the Giants at this point have not flopped and now he could play. What he could do still remains to be seen, but he's proved that coming from Duke, he could play at this level. And all the other guys, you got Tanny, you got Lorenetta. I mean, it's just about right now Eli Manning and how long does it take for Daniel Jones to get in this season. Moving on to the running backs, I mean, I have to say Quan Barkley. It's all day with say Quan Barkley, right? All day with say. Uh, and, and the backups, you have Wayne Gallman, Rod Smith, who's a free agent acquisition from Dallas. Jonathan Hillman, who's an undrafted free agent, a local kid from Rutgers. Paul Perkins, who was drafted from the fifth round a couple years ago, could impress this preseason because he was was starting 
prior to Barkley and lost his job not due to Barkley but due to injury. But even if he wasn't injured, we all know Barkley would start. And Elijah Penny at your fullback. So, I mean, look, with Saquon Barkley, when the dust settles, you figure out who the backups are. I think that's a solid position. Moving on to the tight ends. Evan Ingram. If he remains healthy, Evan Ingram can and needs to make a considerable improvement in terms of not dropping passes, making big plays, and being that illustrious tight end that can put up numbers that the Giants projected him to have. Backing him up, Rhett Ellison, solid guy, blocking tight end, guy who catches the open pass. And backing those two up, you got Scott Simonson, Garrett Dickerson, C.J. Conrad, interesting. Guy who was drafted late in the draft, catches everything, and the Giants are super high on. He's an undrafted free agent who needs to play to impress, and he's been impressing. That tight end position, in terms of the backups, after Ever Ingram or Ellison, that's where your battle is. Now, wide receivers. Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard. They are penciled in to be the starters in October because Golden Tate has failed the PED test. Well, should, yeah, PED test. And he's been suspended for the first month of the season. So after you have Mr. Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, so it's going to be Sterling Shepard and a fight between Cody Latimer, Darius Slayton, Russell Shepard, and Benny Fowler, along with Reggie Wright Jr. Those are the guys who are going to be fighting for all of the other positions. So not only now has the slot position opened up, now you're looking at another position. So you need two guys out of that bunch to really come in and prove and produce. And can they? Benny Fowler's been making plays. So is Russell Shepard. Russ Russell Shepard. Say that five times real fast. Darius Slayton, Reggie White Jr. Those guys are young. They need to play special teams if they want to make the team. And Cody Latimer, he caught a couple passes last year and proved that he could be the deep threat. He just needs to do more of that consistently this upcoming season. Losing Corey Coleman really hurt because he was the guy that was the punt kick, was projected to be a starter, was a former first-round draft pick. So he has a lot of talent and a lot of skill, but unfortunately he's had a knee injury and his season is over with. Offensive line, I mean, there's really no battles it's going to be all about Nate Solder at the left tackle. He has to stay healthy because not that the Giants don't have depth because they don't, <laughs> but he's not the best left tackle, but he needs to stay healthy because he's the best of what the Giants have on the team. At one guard, you have Will Hernandez, who last year, the first couple of weeks were rough. But then when he saw what the NFL was about the second season, you really saw him improve. And if he can prove and continue to grow, I mean, he was drafted to be a mauler. And when you have a guy like Saquon Barkley, Will Hernandez can really get the job done. At the other guard, Kevin Zeitler was one of the acquisitions that the Giants acquired via the trade for Odell Beckham. He was the stud with the Cleveland Browns. Came out of Wisconsin, 
All he needs to do is be the stud that he is and be the leader on the offensive line. At center, John Jalapio was a very good player last year. Got injured early on, lost him for the season. All he needs to do is be the anchor, be the vocal guy, be the anchor for the offensive line, and we'll be solid within our interior offensive line. Because Mike Reimers, veteran, he's okay. Just be solid. I mean, at this level, you're not looking at being an all-pro with both of our tackles. With Nate Solder and Reimers, just be solid. Don't be this and that, that and this. Just be solid. That's what we're looking for you, from you guys. Now let's move to the other side of the ball, the defense, where it's where you win championships. The offense scores points, but the defense wins championships. You don't believe me? Ask the Rams what they thought about that Patriots defense. At one defensive end, you go have Mr. Dalvin. Shout out to all my Jodeci fans out there. Oh, baby, won't you just stay for a little... Oh, okay, let me stop. I can't sing. Mr. Dalvin Thompson, he's back at defensive end and nose tackle, but I think he's more comfortable at defensive end, and he was drafted to be our defensive end. He should be comfortable there. He should be getting back to producing. Dexter Lawrence was a player that was drafted in the first round. He was basically a Snacks Jr. mold out of Clemson with all the studs that were drafted on that defensive line. He was coming into last year the best defensive lineman that Clemson had and was projected to be a first-rounder. So pretty much... <clears throat> Sorry, I don't have a cough button. We don't have a budget. Anybody wants to sponsor us, feel free so you can, so I can have a cough button. But um, he was drafted to be a Snacks Jr. Come in and just be Snacks Jr. Because we miss snacks. I'm hungry. Give me a snack, Dexter. BJ Hill. I mean, last year, he literally was just thrown to the fire. And it was like, whatever we could get, we could get. As a rookie, five, a couple. So the sacks that he had really were productive. Come in build off of last year, and continue to become the pass rusher from the defensive line that he was. Off the ball linebacker. Now let's make our way over to the off ball linebacker position. Now when I say off ball, back in the day, it used to be middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Now the outside linebacker is considered more of an edge rusher position. And the middle linebacker is more so called an off-ball linebacker position. You got one solidified position with Alec Ogletree. You know what he could do? It's just about be the veteran leader that he is and be a solid, productive player. I mean, he is what he is, but he's more so productive and provides a lot of leadership, and that's what the Giants are looking for. Now, the other linebacker position. You came in thinking it was all about B.J. Goodson, but Tay Davis has been practicing and playing with the ones, and B.J. Goodson, it looks like, has been supplanted by, B, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Tay Davis. That should be a very interesting proposition because Tay Davis seems to be a former safety in college that has made the transition to linebacker and has the ability to cover backs and linebackers which provides an asset that you really need nowadays. In terms of stopping the run, 
that has to be the number one priority. But the press, the, the, the real value is in can you cover? And if you can, that's why he's about to be this next starting linebacker alongside Alec Ogletree. Now, the aforementioned edge rushers that I was talking about. Lorenzo Carter, last year was drafted. I was high on him. Now he's starting. Growing to the pass rusher that he was, long arms, long legs, long body, grow in and develop and be the pass rusher that we know that he is. Marcus Golden, this is his second year removed from a torn ACL. Can he get back to the player that he was when he had 12 and a half sacks in 2016? Because if he can, couple that in with Kareem Martin and a rookie in O'Shane Zeminez, now you have some edge rushers with a little bit of depth. That's what I'm talking about. Secondary. Usually when it comes to the New York Giants, you're talking secondary. You're talking about, oh, God, right? But this year, you have Janoris Jenkins and... Look, if the Giants play good, he's motivated, you could get Pro Bowl Janoris. If they start losing and get their mouth busted in every game, you get Olay tackling Mr. Janoris Jenkins. It's all about whether we losing or winning will determine how motivated he is to play. Alongside him is rookie first-round pick, whom the Giants traded back into the first round to have three first-round selections. So that tells you how high the Giants thought of DeAndre Baker to have him bring to be drafted from Georgia. What he needs to do, just bring the cover skills that he displayed at the University of Georgia. Kirby Smart, former Georgia secondary player himself, former Alabama head coach, Alongside Nick Saban, when when Alabama was churning out pros, the way you could pop Skittles in your mouth. If DeAndre Baker is a disciple of Kirby Smart, Giants might have found one. And when you go to the safeties, you look at Jabril Peppers. Is he the upgrade that we needed from Landon Collins? I mean, he's only wearing the same number as Landon Collins at 21. But can he cover? And can he, if he can cover the backs and tight ends out of the backfield, which I'm sorry, Landon Collins struggled at, now you could say there was value in the trade for Odell Beckham. Because now you're talking about Jabril Peppers. Now you're talking about Dexter Lawrence. Now you're talking about DeAndre Baker. Now you're talking about Kevin Zeitler. Now you talk about players where it's like, oof, okay, okay. And alongside Jabril Peppers will be Antoine Bethea, veteran, similar to the lines of Alec Ogletree, been in the league for a long time, been through a lot, seen a lot. Be the anchor, be the veteran, the communicator to keep the back end organized and disciplined and consistent. Consistency and discipline is what the Giants need on the back end. And if Antoine Bethea can be that communicator, I'm excited about what the Giants have with the back end. Now, let's talk about some of these other players that are involved with this secondary. Because you have one, Mr. Julian Love, where he's going to be your slot corner slash 
backup free safety when you get into these sub packages and you have a three safety look. I saw a lot of him play at Notre Dame. Physical corner, could cover corner, could be left on an island corner. Maybe he can't do that because you had you drafted Janor, you drafted DeAndre Baker, but still, three years, started his freshman year, come up and tackle, set the edge from the corner position. If he, as a rookie, could learn how to play slot and backup free safety, you might have found a player right there. Corey Ballantyne, a player who came in with a reputation because he had suffered an unfortunate situation on draft night in which he was the unfortunate victim of a shooting. And unfortunately, his friend had passed away. But now, in camp, he's making some noise, showing off some of the speed, showing off some ball hawking skills, a player that could be a kick returner, punt returner. Maybe provide some depth in that secondary. Grabbing interceptions in the preseason, showing that Corey Ballantyne could be a player that could be here to stay. You got Michael Thomas, Sam Beal. You got guys that before, when somebody got hurt in the secondary, you were like, oh, we have no depth. That's it. It's over. Now you got guys where it's like, okay. Okay. Let's say, I don't want to say Jabril Peppers goes out. You got a Michael Thomas. Let's say Antoine Bethea goes down. Is Julian Love ready to play? We'll find out. I'm excited about that. You got a Janoris Jenkins, DeAndre Baker, but you got a Julian Love, Corey Ballantyne, Grant Haley, and Sam Beal. You got names. Also, you got Ali, You got Aldrich um, Rosas that will be doing our field goal kicking. Very effective last year. Now, before we come to an end to this episode, let's wrap up the schedule that I was talking about earlier. Now, I'm just going to give you wins and loss, brief reason why. First off, game number one, Giants start off at Dallas. They're going to lose because the first game of the year, they always lose when we're at Dallas. Why do we play Dallas every year, first game of the year, in a division, and then we got to start off 0-1? Next game. We're hosting Buffalo. I think we'll beat Buffalo because it's going to be the battle of is the quarterback that isn't coming into his second year as a starter, is he going to be ready to play at New York? I think Eli could win against that defense. At the Buccaneers, Jameis Winston, I don't know if he's ready. He has to play big time because it's going to be a big year for him. I think the Giants get it done at, at Tampa Bay. Next up with the fourth game you had, we're going to be hosting Washington. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Let's not even talk about their left tackle, Trent Williams, who's refused to come to and join the team because he's had his opinions about the, the way that Redskins do business with injuries on the team. But whether who the quarterback, who that player is, I believe that the Giants have enough to beat the Washington Redskins. And then you have, we're hosting after that, the Minnesota Vikings. You have in Kurt, who's really not my favorite cousin's cousin's, they got a lot of weapons, a lot of players on defense. I think we're going to take another L. Following that game, you're going to have a real quick turnaround on Thursday night at New England. Yeah, we're losing that game. I don't need to even explain why. Then you're going to have, uh, after that, we're going to host the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, rookie QB. He's going to be going through some struggling pains. I think the Giants could take that game. Following that game, this is the game at Detroit. Now, 
This is a tough one because this is like a 50-50 game where it's like it could go either way. The Giants could show up and play well. Is Matt Stafford going to play well? Is the defense going to be – it's one of those games where, you know what, I think after coming off the beatdown from New England, winning against Arizona, I think the Giants take that in Detroit. And then you're going to come back and host Dallas again. They're going to slap us up again, and we're going to lose. They're going to get swept by Dallas. Yes, I said it. And then following that, this is going to be a real tough four-game, um, five-game stretch because after Detroit, which we need to win, you're going to host Dallas. We're going to get slapped up. Then we're going to it's, – although it's technically at, we're playing the Jets. The Jets are good this year, folks. The Jets are better than the Giants this year. I'm a Giant fan, and I hate to say it. I'm not confident going into that game. I think the Giants are going to lose that game because the Jets are going to have the, the city behind them. They're going to be the better team in New York. Offensively, they have a lot of talent. Defensively, that defensive line, they that 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 front seven is serious. I think the Giants could win that game. And they I mean, I'm sorry, not win. The Jets could win that game, and they will. Follow that up with going on the road to the Bears. The Bears, remember what we did to them last year. They had the game in hand, and we took it out from them at the last second. I think we lose in Chicago. Then Aaron Rodgers is coming into, yes, right? Jeez, is what I said, too. I mean, you got Dallas Jets, Bears. Then we're bringing in Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Need I say more? We're going to catch an L in that game with Aaron Rodgers' greatness. And following that, we're going to Philadelphia playing Carson Wentz with that loaded offensive juggernaut that the Eagles have. And I hate the Eagles out of every team in the NFC East. That's the team I hate. And we're going to lose to them. Then we come back and we host Miami. Not a lot of talent on that team. And the quarterback position is a juxtaposition right now. I think the Giants are going to win that game. Go to Washington. I think at that point, Washington might be in the fray. Dwayne Haskins might be starting. He might not be. Uh, I think we could, the way Dallas is going to slap and sweep us, I'm not saying we're going to slap, but I think we're going to sweep the Redskins. In the last game of the year, we're playing, we're hosting Philly. This is going to be a very big game for a lot of reasons because this could potentially be Eli Manning's last game as a New York Giant at home playing Philadelphia. Philadelphia, if they have everything squared away, they might not be playing their starters in that game. And with the emotional high and with all the fans basically treating it like a Super Bowl, I think the Giants actually win that game. To finish, 8-8. Eight and 8-8. Eight. Eight and eight. Now, I could be wrong because games like Detroit, I think that could go either way where we could win or lose that. And let's say Philly, they don't pull away and with the NFC East early and they do need that game that's another game that could go or that that could now you're looking at being a loss instead of a win and that Arizona game Kyler Murray let's say with Cliff Kingsbury with this college offense that he's bringing in let's say they hit the ground rolling that's another game that scares me so now instead of having eight wins you take three away and it's really five wins because to me, 8-8 eight and eight is like winning the Super Bowl. 8-8 eight and eight is where are the t-shirts in Models because I'm looking at getting an 8-8 eight and eight t-shirt. But that's what I predict the Giants will go. Um, great, great, great Super Bowl winning season, 8-8. Eight and eight, But I could really see them winning only five games this year. 
but looking better because there's a lot more talent on the team that just needs to develop and grow. Okay? Now, um, I usually hit everybody with a positive note. Let me get my positive note to you as we reach the end of this episode. And um, this is one for the fellas as well as the ladies. Ladies, feel free to, to comment at me, Man Cave Huddle. Let's just, just have a conversation about sports. But I want to leave you with this. The real power of a man is in the size of, his, of the smile of the woman sitting next to him. The real power of a man is in the size of the smile of the woman sitting next to him. All the fellas out there that got ladies know what that means. Happy wife, happy. And we'll end it right there. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>